Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. Really excited by today's episode. I will be sitting down with Connor Gaffney from the band Anchor Lane. Coming right next on Set the Tone, so stick around. Okay man, well, f- um, welcome to Set and Tone. Thank you for joining us. Um, really happy to have you on the show. No, thank you for... Thank you for agreeing. Um, I'm just going to go into a bit of an intro for um, my listeners out there that might not be familiar with yourselves. Um, okay, so a um, bit of background information for you all out there. Anchor Lane uh, are a four-piece heavy rock band from Glasgow, comprising of the following members. We have Connor Gaffney on vocals, Lance O'Brien on guitar, Matthew Quigley on bass, Scott Hanelon on drums. Um, from my understanding, the band were formed in 2015, and to date they have an EP out, which was released in the beginning of 2018, and more recently their debut album, Casino, which came out in January 2020, which um, when I was reading about Casino and what it was doing when it first came out, I'm really, really kind of excited by it. So Casino hit the charts at number nine, scoring the band the first top 10 in the UK. It also reached um, the top 20, in the Scottish album charts and the top 50 in the sorry the top 50 in the official UK independent album charts, which is absolutely fantastic. So massive congratulations to you guys for the success on that so far. Um, it's awesome. Um, UK rock band Anchor Lane released their eagerly anticipated debut album Casino at the end of January 2020. As I said, it went straight to number nine, um, scored a top 20 Scottish album charts, and of course it hit the top 50 overall there. Um, Connor, just to kick off, buddy. So, like I say, Casino's been out for a little while now. What's the reaction been like towards the album? It's been really positive. It's been it's been uh, better than we could have hoped it to be. To be honest, mm. um, if you listen to the EP and then you listen to the album, there's a definite jump in the songwriting quality, but also the style. Um, just due to the fact that we wrote a lot of the songs that are on the EP when we were a lot younger, we had. Um, a different guitarist at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was that we were like, it was definitely like the progression that we, that kind of naturally happened. The songwriting was better um, and people have just, you know, really caught on to it and really, and you know, we get a lot of compliments all the time about all the songs on the album, um, which is great. That's fantastic. Really fantastic to hear that everyone's kind of taken to it. Um, and obviously the fan base have been very well receptive of it in, in Glasgow there um, and across the country, no doubt. Um, so you have the EP in your locker. Um, did you approach recording the casino differently to how you approached your WEP? Um, and if so, can you explain the differences in the detail in which you approached differently there, please? Yeah, I mean, the, the main difference between the album and the EP um, was the amount of time we took writing the album um, and, and the kind of the thought behind it being this is a piece of work that has to, all the songs have to work in together whereas the EP was much more of a we're a new band, we've got eyes on us, let's get our four best songs and stick them on a track and sell them to people and then it was something to take home with them which when you're a young band and you're new is what you need to do, you need to just have a product that people can take away with them um, but for a debut album, the main process I thought was this needs to be a piece that has, you know, has a journey and has a cohesive sound, but still, you know, all the songs have their own individual kind of personalities, if you want to call it that way. 
Um, and then also we got Toby Jepson from Wayward Sons involved to produce the album. Um, and Toby uh, only records songs uh, in a live format, um, which was different to what we'd done with the EP. It was, the EP was a track by track, so it was we did the drum tracks, then we did the bass tracks, then we did the guitars, and then the vocals, and then overdubs after that. Um, whereas this was guitars, drums, bass, were all getting recorded at the same time playing together, which we were quite worried about doing in the, in the beginning because we'd never done it and we were like, are we going to be tight enough to do this? How, you know, how many takes are we going to have to do before we get the right one? You know, all these kind of things, are we going to waste a lot of time? And then we recorded the first track in the studio with Toby and we went, why have we not been recording like this the whole time? Because it was so natural. Wow, so that's really cool. In effect, you've kind of, from pushing yourself into a whole new boundary that you guys were not familiar with, you've probably now picked up a, a format that might work going forward on future recordings. Would that be fair to say there? Yeah, it's, de it's definitely like when we go to do album two, it'll definitely be something we go, do we want to do that way again? Or do we try something different? But we, we definitely would do that again because it definitely helped us all be tighter together and create more of an energy within the tracks. No, it's awesome. I, I, I imagine there's probably, I don't know if you'd agree, do you feel there's probably more pressure in that respect? Because like, like you say, when you're tracking um, for an EP or an album and you're doing it like, you know, like you say, you do your guitars, your drums and your overdubs, little bit by little bit, this time you, it's almost like you're playing live to an audience and you don't want to you know, make a mistake there. Um, and if you do, it's cool because obviously like you say, you can you know, start again, but I imagine like you say, the time and the confidence factor, if it does go wrong, that's a little bit unnervy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think speaking personally, um, I, I, I always play much better with the band than I do if I've, I've got headphones in and I'm having to play along to a quick track and, and it's not the rest of the boys with me while I'm playing. Mm -hmm. um, there's just something a bit unnatural about it for me. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, weird, a weird thing to be, you know, and I think the thing is as well as you can get to specific on the things that you're trying to achieve or oh, you know that uh, that one wee lick that you do there isn't quite in time with what Scott's doing on the you know on the toms or something like that and it's mm -hmm. you know, as much as like you want these things to be right you know it's also rock music and it's not supposed to be 100% perfect and if it is it's kind of losing a bit of the beauty about rock music yeah I'd, I'd full heartedly agree there like you say rock uh, rock isn't meant to be polished um, in the nicest possible way, you know, um, it's meant to have a little bit edgy, a little bit dirty, and fins and you know, not meant to sound as clean. You know, at the end of the day, it's not, um, it's not like Ariana Grande for our sake. It's not a polished pop record um, in that respect. Right. Or, um, even, or even if you know, if you take some genres of metal where it's very, very regimented and it's got to be chicka da 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 chicka da da da, and it's mm -hmm. all got to be very tight, you can understand why someone would go, no, let's go back and do that again because that all does because when you've got something like that, it does have to be very, very on the line. Everything's really close so that you get the impact of those rhythms. But when you're just going, when you're just, when you're just smashing your guitar and you're, and you're hitting your instrument loud and, and it's more about what's being said in the lyrics and about the whole feel of the song, you don't need to worry about, oh, you know, that, you know, there was an accidental pinch harmonic there which shouldn't be there. It's like, well, good. 
It's yeah, unexpected. No, no I full heart agree. I think, I think it shines through on the album. I, um, if I'm being completely honest with you, Connor, I hadn't heard the band prior to probably about two, three weeks ago. And when I did, I was really impressed with what I was hearing. Um, it certainly captured my interest from the, from the EP and the album. And I can definitely tell, like you said, when you're writing the EP, you're a younger set of guys and, you know, you're kind of finding your way. And like you say, I've seen it with a lot of local bands in where I live that it's all about having something to sell at a gig. You know, it might, it might sound great. It might, I don't know, sound all right, but it's about having that product to put out. But when you come into making an album, it's, it's kind of like a statement. It's like, right, we're, we've arrived now where this is it. We yep. want to put out the best product we can for our first album. That, that's that's exactly it, Rob. It's it's um, you know an EP is definitely a good foundation for a for a young new young band, and we'd we'd maybe been having some eyes on us for about eight months up until that album had came out. Uh, that EP, sorry, uh, came out, and and it literally was we were like we need something for people to listen to, and so that we can start to be honest to start getting better gigs because it's that way where you're contacting someone and saying oh. Uh, can we play your show? And they're like, okay, have you got an EP? No. You know, you need these things in order to get yourselves to the next level. And then it's the next step up for that is an album. Oh, I agree. It's um, one thing that I'm kind of asked by. I used to um, manage a local band and um, it kind of hurt me, but they, I thought they were quite talented, what they were doing. And they were putting together their debut album and they're like, well, can't we just put it on blank CDs? And we're like, no. And I was like, no, guys. What you know, it's not, it's I don't know, I can't, I think it's 80 pounds for 100 CDs to be printed on like a cardboard sleeve, so relatively cheap for a, a reasonable job. Um, I was like, no, what I need you to understand is that your music that you put out, whether it be an EP or an album, you want it to look the best it can. Think of it as a business card, so whenever you hand out to someone, it's go, you never know who that's going to, so you don't want them to have a, a half ass job, so to speak. Yeah. No, that, I 100% agree with you there, Rob. Um, it's, it's all about presentation and whether you have a manager or you're on your own or you've got a record label, it's all about how people perceive you. And if you are an independent band and you've got business cards, you've got T-shirts with a, with a good print uh, on, the fr on the front of them and you've got an EP that looks slick and, you know, makes people pick it up and go, that's good quality. I like the band. I'm going to take that home. It just puts you on that wee level above where, you know, if you are an independent band who's currently doing things for themselves, it's where managers and record labels go, oh, well, look at what they're doing for themselves before anybody else has got involved. And that's the difference. That's, that's the wee, just wee thing that you need to do to get yourself up, uh, just to get yourself that wee step up. I, I don't disagree, Connor. You've you've hit the nail on the head. I think if that was the one bit of advice about us actually saying to aspiring bands out there, you know, I know it's tough financially. It's not easy um, unless you're very lucky that you've got a pot of money. But do the best you can. Make sure everything is looking slick as it can be, as tight as it can be, because you don't know who's coming through that door and who's picking it up. And at the end of the day, these these A and R guys, these labels, they see so many bands that. It's I kind of liken it. I liken the idea of being in a band to like a, foot, a young boy or a girl being a football player. It's it's an amazing dream to have, but in reality, people that actually get to live that dream out, it's a very low percentage. So you kind of want to do your best as you can to stand out, regardless of your budget. Um, so no, I thought hardly. I think if that was the advice I could give to anyone, that is it. Do your very best um, out there. Um, 
just going back to the album, Connor, what, do you guys have a favourite track? And if so, why? Um, favourite track? Uh, I would say probably one of my favourite tracks is Stone Cold Hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first ones that we wrote. Um, I'll say one of the first. It was one of the last songs we wrote, but we kind of went through different stages of writing the album. And in the last maybe quarter of the time that we were writing, we wrote a lot of the more modern sounding um, alternative, kind of pushing the boundaries of what people knew us to be. Um, and Stone Cold Hearted was the first one to do that. Um, so I would say that's that's my favourite. I just love how it feels. It kind of encapsulates all my favourite aspects of what we've done so far. Um, you know, you've got a really cool opening with the, the tremolo guitar sound and, and my voice being in the kind of low register. And then it just explodes into this big, uh, you know, something in between a Led Zeppelin riff and a, and a like almost indie rock like Arctic Monkeys style riff mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah it just kind of seems to explode in, in a way that is really really satisfying to me. That's cool, that's cool. I think um, my favourite so far is Blood and Irony, um, kind of similar to what you were saying there, it's kind of how it starts off it just sort of kicks in out of nowhere, um, you know your vocals kind of start off quite calm and you know um, like a, kind of like a single tone and it just sort of picks up pace for me, I really enjoy it. Uh, I feel it's a good opener to, a, to an album there. Um, Thanks. No, 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 not a problem. Credit where it's due. Um, obviously, so we spoke a little bit about the album there. For me, I think the biggest uh, news that you guys have had in the last few weeks is um, download 2021. Um, that's it's your second appearance, guys. That's that's awesome. From what I, from what I've done my research on, I noticed that you played was it 20, 2019 on the Dog Two stage? It was uh, two thousand and eighteen. 2018. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing to get to be asked back, um, you know, and that's the first time that we played download. You know, we, we came off stage and, and you know it, it was an amazing experience. Uh, it's an amazing festival. We'd all been separately uh, as you know fans mm-hmm. previously in previous years. I went in 2015, um, and. Uh, it was a great experience, um, you know, going there and playing it and, and getting that peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll, it'll be good to go back. The thing that we said after we played it the first time when we were driving back up home thinking, oh, that was amazing, was, right, we've played it once. So, you know, the real test is getting asked back. So now that we've been asked back, it's definitely, a, you know, um, another kind of thing checked off for keeping ourselves moving forward. And... It's an amazing festival. Andy Coppin, you know, does a great job with all the bands that he books on, uh, on there. And um, yeah, it was really good that he, he uh, got us on. Yeah, I, you know, I, I full-heartedly agree with what you're saying there. I, I've met Andy a couple of times. Um, very, very, very busy man. And when I have met him, it's kind of been a high Rob, kind of by Rob sort of scenario. Um, but yeah, it's, I think the thing that's really kind of annoyed me over the years is, how some people sort of slam a lineup. Now, I've I've put on a couple of local gigs, nothing major, but you know it was tough enough putting on a local gig. So I can't imagine what it must be like putting on the likes of Download, Reading Leeds Festival, Wireless, um, Isle of Wight Festival, year on year out. And yeah. 
the audience, you know, you know yourself, Connor. The, the audience these days, you know, what one downed world's monster rock. It was kind of like I don't know your hair metal guys, you know, your your denim jackets, your, your Death Leopards, your Motley Crues, and those sort of bands. Um, but now it just feels each year that passes by, there's a new band that's coming out or a band that's reinventing their sound, and it just sort of opens the door to a whole other set of um, ears that weren't there six months ago, twelve months ago. And now you're trying to cater for them as well as everyone else trying to make sure you you have a successful festival, you, you're getting tickets out the door, you're getting people in, they're having a good time. It's I'm not going to lie, full, full play to Andy and his team. I do not want the job. Um, thank you very oh, no. much. Uh, you know, no, I totally agree with you, Rob. I, I think, the, you know, the thing is, is that when, when the, uh, the lineup got announced and, you know, obviously there was loads of people messaging us saying, oh, well done, you know, congratulations and that. You know, that was really nice. But you've also got people going, oh, you know, the lineup's crap, the lineup's this. Or, you know, the main one you've seen was, oh, so they've got Biffy Clyro instead of the Iron Maiden now. And you're like, well, I they do because Iron Maiden clearly couldn't do it. Otherwise, they'd have probably been on the, the bill. And Biffy Clyro are one of the biggest rock bands in the world, whether you like it or not. So, you know, I they're on the bill. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to... I, I, I did see, I do see the lineups sometimes. So I do sort of go, oh, not them. And I don't mean to be disrespectful. It's just, it's not a band for me, but that, that doesn't mean I, I dislike the whole festival. I just find something else. There's plenty of other bands on there. And you've hit the nail on the head, you know. Biffy Clyde, I've, I've listened to the, the recent album and personally, I think it's their best album since Bubble. Um, not Bubbles, only Revelation, sorry. Um, I wasn't too keen on the, the last one. But um, you're right, you know, it's kind of refreshing to see for me personally, Biffy Clyro over Iron Maiden. Now, I've got nothing against Iron Maiden, a very successful British band that have kept their formula, kept their sound, and that kind of bugs me a little bit because it's been the same sort of sound for 30 years. But having said that, it's been the same sound, but equally, it's sold them millions and millions of albums and toured the world countlessly. So who the hell am I to judge if they should change their sound or not when the formulas clearly work for them? So, yeah, I think it's really refreshing. You've got Biffy Clyro up there. I think it's their only their second time headlining the festival. So fair play to uh, the guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I'm a big Biffy Clyro fan. I've been a big fan of them since the Only Revolutions album. Um, not just because they're Scottish. I heard them and then went, oh, they're Scottish, fantastic. Um, and they, they are a bit of a kind of, you know, story of, oh, well, just because you're from Scotland doesn't mean you can't go on and, and, and you know, be an original band and go and do it. Um, so I, I'm quite happy to see Biffy Clyro on there. Hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to kind of say hi to them. Don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, I, I, I agree with what you're saying about Iron Maiden with the not changing their formula um, because there's only a small kind of minute amount of bands that have done that. ACDC, uh, Iron Maiden, Alice in Chains are the three that come to my mind being mm -hmm. the only bands that have really changed their, their sound since, since they began, really. Um, and that's, you know, there's something to be said for that because you've got bands that have got, they kind of come to a point where they go, okay, we can either try something different and veer off here and maybe lose some fans, but maybe gain some fans over here, or we can stay doing what we're doing and risk not being relevant anymore. Or it just, it just, you know, it's a, it's a kind of roll of the dice that a lot of bands, you know, throw famously Metallica did it and Gained yeah. a lot of new fans, <laughs> gained a lot of fans at the same time. But you know, at the end of the day, as long as they're still writing music that they like, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. 
Yeah, agreed. I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head about rolling the dice. I think it's a brave move to do either or stick or twist. Um, because like you say, you're either going to, you're going to lose that fan base that you had when you first came out that have got so used to the sound, or you're going to gain a new fan base. that's like, Oh, awesome. This is, this is awesome. Who the hell are they? And it's like, well, I don't know. They're Metallica. Well, how long have they been going? They've been going a year. No, they've been going 30 odd years. Wow. Well, well, I didn't know about them. So I think it's a really brave move to do either or, and it takes a lot of guts to kind of stick with it. Um, for you guys, I, I don't know if, I, I kind of felt that you've kind of found the formula here. I don't know if you, if you feel the same in terms of obviously you've been invited back to download. Um, not many bands, um, on, on those stages kind of get that opportunity to be invited back um, for a second year. So I don't know if you guys have started to build a bit of momentum or you found the formula. I don't know what, what you guys feel to that. Do you, do you think there is something there? Do you think there's some momentum building for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think there is momentum building for us. I think with our album coming out, with it being, you know, as strong as it is and as, um, you know, as well received as it has been, um, you know, as soon as we sent the album over to Andy Coppin, he came back to us saying, yeah, love it. You know, we'll be getting these on download, whether it's this year or next year, which was amazing. And uh, to hear that from Andy, who hears, you know, probably an ungodly amount of, of albums and bands and singles, you know, throughout, you know, the years that he's been, he's been booking, um, was really, really positive to hear. Um, as far as formulas go, songwriting-wise, we don't really have, you know, if we did have a formula, we would probably end up throwing it out because a lot of what we want to do is to continue to, to expand and push and keep things fresh. And formulas can cause things to become mundane and kind of repetitive. Um, so as, as much as like... a uh, and I appreciate what you're saying. It's that we were, it's like formulas um, can be a good thing, but for us, it's that we were like, okay, we started writing a song that way this time, so let's, you know, let it happen a completely different way and see what happens. Um, and it's just throwing everything at the wall and then taking the best bits. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's absolutely, you know, you don't need me to say this, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with not having a formula or even if you have got a formula to change it. I think it's it's all about there's there's never really a mistake you can't necessarily make a mistake in respect of the path you go down it might set you back or it might work but i think to to try it in the first place is that would be the mistake not to try something different i yeah. think definitely you know being creative is to try different things and try new things and and find new ways of doing things um and if you're if you're not doing that, then I feel like you're limiting your creativity. Yeah, full-heartedly agree. I'd, like I say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with trying. Um, it'd be wrong not to try. Um, but yeah, agreed, full-heartedly. Are you guys, obviously, I don't know how the... I appreciate we're a long way away from download at the moment. We're a long way away from any sort of gigs full stop, unfortunately. So it's this question's a little bit... Um, I wouldn't say unfair to ask, but I appreciate things are going to change from... August to um, May and into June, leading up to festival. What are the nerves like for you guys at the moment? Have you, have you kind of started to contemplate um, what sort of show you're going to put on and how you're going to approach it? Or is it just still a little bit too early at the moment for you guys? Um, it's, it's never too early for us to be thinking that far ahead. Honestly, the main, th the main conversations we usually have with our management is go, okay, let's work with the short term. You guys are thinking 
next year. Let's work with what we can do in the next six months, especially right now with the fact that, you know, everything is kind of on ice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've not discussed it between the four of us, but me, myself, personally, I'm sitting th already thinking, what am I going to say? You know, um, especially with the fact that uh, this is going to be, although it's our second time playing Download, it's our guitarist Lawrence's first time playing Download because um, he joined the band just after we'd, we'd played um, Download Nile White and all these places. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm a very big believer in like visualization and, and thinking about how I can do things and how I want things to go. Um, so, yes, I'm thinking about what we're going to do. Um, but the rest, I've not uh, vocalized that to the rest of the boys. No, that, that's fine. Um, I'm no, no doubt. I'm sure amongst their day to day, that, that it's probably in the back of their mind, and the excitement's there. And it's just, it's just a case of unfortunately seeing that 2020 um, as best we can and as safely as we can, and then seeing where we are next year. Hopefully, I'm really hoping, like probably yourself, that we can get some gigs soon because. I've missed them, let alone being in the band and actually gigging. Um, I've just missed being a part of around fans and sharing that experience. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, it was funny actually, uh, yesterday we were, um, we've got our own kind of 24 hour uh, studio that, that we're in um, that's uh, basically shared with other bands that are around, that are kind of next door to us and stuff like that. Um, and we were just in the hall and we bumped into a bunch of guys um, from a band in Glasgow called Quiche, mm -hmm. um, like the pastry. And uh, so we were we were chatting to them. They're really nice guys. We know them really well. We played a show with them in February. And uh, it's that we were kind of chatting to them, saying, oh, how he's been getting on, you know, uh, what he's up to, or he's planning to do any releases, you know, what, how you plan to make the, the most of what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we kind of went over what we're doing, what they're doing. And then uh, we went back into the studio to get working again. And it was just that it was a wee light bulb moment. I went, boys, we played a show with them in February and it feels like years ago. And they were like, yeah, like the last show we played was in February and it does feel so long ago. But it's just kind of, for a while I was very frustrated by it, but now that we're in the studio and just kind of writing all the time and being creative. I'm just kind of accepting it for what it is and just wait to see what happens. Yeah, would you say it almost feels like for any bands out there that are doing what you guys are doing, just kind of in your studio, um, doing what you can, does, does that feel almost, not like it's back to normal, but it's it's better than having absolutely nothing. It's kind of just doing the best of what you've got available to you. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, we, we decided to go back into the studio, the studio um, about a month or so ago, you know, with social distancing and all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, and first session back, we were like, you know, it was like we'd never been away, but also that we'd missed it so much. Because um, we, we're all really good friends as well. And because of, you know, we, we don't live near each other and because we're all supposed to not see each other anyway. Um, you know, seeing each other again and being in the studio, and it was it was like a taste of home, if if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can imagine it's almost like having 
you know, you know yourself, but bands, when you're in a band, you, your brothers or your sisters, um, you know, you spend so much of your time together on the road and whether it be yeah. in the back of a van or a hotel or a station or so, it's almost like getting back with your family in, in that respect. So I can imagine it was kind of like a nice feeling and, you know, be doing that again. Yeah, and and it, it was like we had we'd never been away, um, you know, and uh, well, I mean, as you say, like me, me and the boys for a while were spending more time with each other than we were with anyone else, people mm -hmm. we lived with, um, and uh, you know that that does create a certain level of, you know, uh, attachment to each other, and just that we were like that's a constant in your life, and then. It wasn't anymore, and the only way we were actually keeping in contact was that we had put together our own kind of anchor lane podcast for a month, um, and that was how we were keeping up with each other. Um, so it, it was an odd time to go through, but we're really, really glad to be back in the studio and just making the most of the fact that we don't have to be rehearsing all the time because we don't have any gigs to play, so it's just <laughs> all about music. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, final couple of questions for myself, Connor. Um, the one kind of like a quirky one i always like to try and get a quirky one in that moment um so you can pick anyone that's alive or dead who would you like to record a duet with and why record a duet with mm -hmm. <laughs> um recording a duet that's that's an interesting one um probably uh i'd like to do a duet with Oh man, right. I'm having to think, sit and think of who, who, who. I'm thinking too much about this because I'm thinking about who my voice would go with. Um, <laughs> I, well, I, I would really like to do uh, a duet with um, Billie Eilish. I think she's a really, really cool songwriter. Um, I think she's got that kind of like, there's definitely like a rock background somewhere in what she's doing. It'd be quite cool to see what what we could maybe write write together and then come up with, that'd be pretty cool. That's, I'm not gonna lie, that's really uh, an, an unusual person to suggest, not because she's Billie Eilish, it's just, I was expecting, I don't know, maybe like a Michael Jackson or a Madonna, you know, kind of someone a bit more, you know, like that everyone mentions sort of thing. I've not heard many people mention Billie Eilish, so that's pretty cool in that regard. That's awesome. Um, I appreciate this one that I'm about to ask, obviously, it is dependent on the pandemic. So right now the pandemic has put a lot of plans on hold for many. Um, what, what, apart from just sort of chilling at the moment, is there anything else that you guys have planned from now till download? Um, well, so we do have a few shows that are still hanging in there um, mm -hmm. in the winter. So we do have Cornwall Rocks, which is on the 21st of November. Um, we're playing alongside the Wild Hearts, um, Bad Touch, Piston, um, so hopefully that goes ahead, which would be nice. Um, and we're also on Planet Rockstock, which is the 4th to the 6th of December. Um, if they don't go ahead, looking beyond that, um, it's looking quite exciting for 2021. Um, obviously, we've got download. Um, but a lot of the shows that should have happened this year have been uh, rescheduled for next year. So um, all things going well, we should be really, really busy in 2021. Um, and no doubt we'll be getting our own, you know, shows happening up and down the country with us being the headline as well to give this album a bit of a road test because we only played two shows after it came out. Yeah, I was going to say, it came out in January and then like 
everyone sort of went into lockdown, uh, what, end of March? So literally, you guys had no time there. Maybe, like you say, a couple of shows to kind of say, hey, guys, this is, this is what we've got. This is what we've been working on. And what do you reckon? Yeah. So, yeah, crazy. Absolutely crazy. We, uh, but, we played two, two shows in Scotland and two shows in England, I think. And then lockdown happened. We were supposed to do quite a lot after that, um, but all just... All just went the same way everything's went. Um, but yeah, tough pill to swallow, but you just got to deal with it. Yeah, I know it's, I feel bad for everyone in the industry um, because I, I feel myself quite lucky in the respect that I do my podcast in my spare time as like a hobby and a passion for my love for music. Um, but outside, I've got my, my main Monday to Friday job, which is working for an energy company dealing with renewable power and wind turbines and solar panels. So I don't feel like. I haven't got anything sort of heavily invested that's kind of meant that I've took a loss in the nice respects. So I do feel bad for, I've got friends in bands. I've got uh, a friend of mine that's um, a sound tech and stuff like that. So I feel kind of blessed. And I, I think me and my wife were speaking uh, a couple months ago and we're saying, actually, do you know what? We've, we've still got a house. We've, we've relatively got some money in the bank. We've got food on the table. It's not all that bad. We haven't caught it. So just try and take, you know, consider what I have got and be blessed for that, I guess. So I, I can't wait for 2021 because apart from feeling aggrieved that I've missed out on stuff like Knotfest in Milton Keynes, Download, um, A Day to Remember in Hatfield Park and other little gigs, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back in, back in with everyone and sharing the passion. So I can't wait to see you guys at Download. I'm not going to lie. I will be there in some shape or form on the Dog 2 stage. And I hope everyone that is thinking about going to Download, get your tickets. Go and check out Uncle Lane. Um, they're one of my top three bands that I talked about the other day, along with Temples of Mars and Hacking. And um, I will be doing, just for you, I don't know if you're aware of this, kind of, I will be building a download playlist for bands on the Avalanche stage and the Dog 2 stage. Try and kind of say to guys, hey, this is, you know, this is something different for you to go and check out. It doesn't have to go and be a Kill Switch Engage or um, a Deftones. It's awesome as those bands are. Just kind of poke people down the, the channel a little bit. So hopefully that works out <laughs> with that. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you for your time today to sit down with myself. Um, and obviously I wish you guys at the absolute best with, with the album and how that plans out. Um, I hope you have a very good download show, your second show. Um, and I appreciate it's going to be Lawrence's you know, birth, if you like, download birth, and I'm sure he's going to be absolutely fine. Um, the worst he can I, do is, the worst he can do is just appear naked on stage. You know, if he, if he doesn't do that, he's, he's won, no matter what he does. Don't tempt him, Rob, don't tempt him. <laughs> don't, don't do it, Lawrence. If you're listening, don't do it. Um, but, no, but thank you very much, Connor. I really appreciate it, and I do wish you guys the absolute best going forward. Thanks very much, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on. I've had a good time here. Oh, so no, I appreciate it, mate. Like I say, thank you to yourself and um, Emma for um, arranging everything. I, I can't thank you guys enough for that. Right, thanks very much, Rob. Okay, have a good weekend, Connor. You too, mate. Cheers. All right, bye-bye.